0: This is the show all about the South. This is y'all. I'm John Rawl. Coming up on today's y'all show, you don't miss out on the fun. We're going to talk ACC sports with Jonathan Leiflein in the next segment. we got plenty of football talk to get to, plus... ACC basketball starts in less than two weeks, and we've got a report on the top 25 of college basketball, and there's no ACC team at number one, two, or three. Who is at number four? It's an ACC program, but it's not your defending national champion, Virginia Cavaliers. We'll discuss all that with Jonathan Leifheit later this hour. When we get to the second hour of today's show, hey, we're going to have fun with hashtag hullabaloo, and then we're going to segue to Nashville, where Precious Harris has has a report on music row. She had a busy night Tuesday night. We're gonna find out what she was doing and find out all the other good juicy details coming from music row nashville tennessee all that in our nashville music line if you want to connect to us our website is y'all.com our apps that you can find us on include the iHeartRadio app the TuneIn radio app and apple podcasts we're also available on great radio stations across the southeast our website y'all.com our facebook page is y'all.com on facebook let's get into headlines and sad news coming from birmingham it appears on On Tuesday evening, authorities found the body of Camille Cupcake McKinney. They found her body in a dumpster, of course. This has been a story that's been getting traction for about two weeks out of Birmingham as this youngster went missing. And unfortunately, it appears they found her body in a dumpster in a landfill in the Birmingham area as agents they found this police and FBI agents found this in the Birmingham area after she was abducted 10 days prior at a Birmingham birthday party and sad news as this three-year-old appears to have been found and the Amber Alert issued has been canceled and again this is a heartbreaking heartbreaking story the governor of Alabama put a statement out that said given the tragic news that is breaking this evening I offer my heartfelt condolences to Camille's family. Again, this is a story that's been going on about two weeks. Cupcake McKinney, the youngster, kidnapped at a birthday party in the Birmingham area, it appears her body found in a dumpster Tuesday evening. Jimmy Carter's back in the news, and the former president fell again at his Plains, Georgia home, fracturing his pelvis and had to go to the hospital for treatment and observation. A spokesperson with the Carter Center described the fracture as minor. The 95-year-old was in good spirits at the Phoebe Sumter Medical Center after falling on Monday evening but was looking to a recovery and going back home. This is the third time the former president has fallen in recent months. He first fell back in the spring, and that required a hip replacement surgery. And then he fell again earlier in the month on October 6th. He fell and had to get 14 stitches. You might have seen the photos of him because (laughs) he had one bloody eye and a forehead got 14 stitches and you know what president carter and rosalind did both they got on the plane they went to nashville and they had a big rally for habitat for humanity and they helped build homes in middle tennessee the jimmy and rosalind carter work project and that's part of habitat for humanity And we wish the president all the best again. Ninety five years young. Jim Carter, the peanut man, and had another fall at his Georgia home. More sad news coming from Georgia this time. And this comes from the Georgia Southern University football program. As a member of the football team, a freshman has died, according to school officials. Jordan Wiggins was an offensive lineman for the Georgia Southern Eagles, and he played high school football in Tallahassee at Godby High School, where he was named to the all big men team during his senior season. We don't have a cause of death and more information coming out, but unfortunately, a a passage in the Georgia Southern University football program as this 18 year old has died, according to school officials. A person in Nashville, in the Nashville area, in Spring Hill, was killed on Tuesday, and this person was part of the United Auto Workers strike that was going on outside the GM plant in Spring Hill, south of Nashville. According to Columbia, Tennessee police, a driver crossed a bridge outside the plant and struck the man, identified as Roy McCombs, who was transported to a hospital and pronounced dead. The driver who hit McCombs reportedly is cooperating with investigators. The incident happened on a bridge where striking UAW members have been picketing since mid-September amid contract talks with General Motors. The UAW put out a statement on Tuesday saying that Roy A. McCombs tra- tragically lost his life on a picket line standing up for a better life for himself and his co-workers. On behalf of the UAW, we offer condolences to Brother McCombs, family, friends, and co-workers. Today's accident is heartbreaking for UAW Spring Hill members. We will continue to work to ensure that safety is a priority on the picket line. To Alabama, we return and a man who's credited with being a pyrotechnics wizard, a person who is credited with kind of coming up with indoor fireworks. Tom DeWilly, one of the inventors of this pyrotechnics technique that was used by bands like KISS, he was killed Monday along with another man when a family feud erupted into violence. And this happened in Coleman County in North Alabama as also killed was Roland Frank Edwards, a 75 year old. From Prospect Mountain in Coleman County, the site of the violence. A third person, also a Prospect Mountain, Alabama, was wounded and is hospitalized. The victims had both knife and gunshot wounds. The sheriff of Coleman County, Alabama, said another Prospect Mountain community man, Matthew Clayton, age 30, was arrested while fleeing and charged with two counts of murder and one count of attempted murder. He's in the Coleman County Detention Area, And Sheriff Gentry said all the men were very familiar with the other and that violence related to something that had happened in the past. But again, this man, Mr. Dewilly, who, again, is credited with coming up with pyrotechnics that's used at indoor concerts across the world now. But in the early days, when Kiss started using it, it was a very big deal. And this man has died at the age of 76 after being murdered in Coleman County, Alabama. Well, some business news coming out of Baltimore, Under Armour. You might own a few Under Armour items, and you you may have that in your closet. Well, the founder is Kevin Plank, and Kevin Plank, who started the company roughly 20 years ago, is going to step down as CEO in the new year to become the company's executive chairman and brand chief. And Patrick Frisk will become president and COO, who became president and COO two years ago, will become the CEO As this company was founded in 1996, as Frisk will report to Plank, but will take a seat on the board. Kevin Plank initially ran his business out of a basement, and he did that at his grandmother's home, focused on selling sweat-wicking clothing, and it became a $5.1 billion global business. Under Armour has threatened Nike and got big deals with Major League Baseball and major athletes across the world. Last year, Under Armour said that it was cutting about 400 jobs as part of its restructuring efforts. The company began streamlining in 2017 after explosive sales growth petered out as consumers shifted some of their dollars toward active lifestyle brands like Lululemon. And I've never heard of that particular company. But Kevin Plank no longer will be CEO of Under Armour out of Baltimore, Maryland. A former Kentucky Republican candidate for governor has now endorsed the Democrat running against Matt Bevan. What's going on in the bluegrass? William Woods announced his endorsement of Kentucky Attorney General Andy Bashir in a video posted to Twitter on Monday. As he wrote, This election is about politics to me, or isn't about politics to me. It's about doing the right thing. I'm ready for a governor who will respect all of us, regardless of political affiliation. And Andy Bashir. Who today got that announcement thanked William Woods, who is, again, the former Republican candidate for governor, now backing the Democrat as they have this election coming up in the bluegrass just a few days from now, November 5th. And the day prior to that, President Trump is going to be at Rupp Arena in Lexington with a huge campaign rally for the current governor who's seeking a second term, Matt Bevan. More political news, this coming from Midlothian, Virginia, and a guy who portrays President Trump on television from time to time, Alec Baldwin. He was in Virginia campaigning for Democratic legislative candidates in the Commonwealth, and he's doing this as possibly a warm-up to the 2020 presidential contest. Not that he's going to run, but you might can see Alec Baldwin going out and helping Democrats, perhaps in areas where they can flip Control from Republican to Democrat in Allie Baldwin in Midlothian on Tuesday campaigning for Democratic candidates. A 20-year-old man from Florida who not long ago spoke in front of President Trump and Vice President Pence at a White House event is now behind bars on charges including attempted felony murder and battery on a uniform security guard. And Johnny Brummett was taken into custody earlier in the month following a shooting at a megabus terminal in Orlando two weeks prior. Brummett, who is a recent graduate of a culinary training program in Florida for at-risk and economically disadvantaged youth, he visited the White House back in July to speak about his experience. The event was held to mark a one-year anniversary of the Pledge to America's Workers, a Trump economic initiative, and at the event, who... Where he sat next to Ivanka Trump, he said, I can't explain the feeling. It was unreal when I got to speak to Ivanka one-on-one that made me feel even more comfortable. But now this youngster, again, in trouble in Florida, 20-year-old, now behind bars for attempted felony murder and battery on a uniform security officer. My how they!" Table can turn here in today's world. Well, we have an update on a story coming from Winston-Salem, as that city has now officially voted to change the name of its annual fair there, the Dixie Classic Fair. Confederate craziness continues. Use. as the winston-salem council on monday voted to change the name to the carolina classic fair starting next year community members had said the previous name the dixie classic fair was divisive so the fair has been an annual tradition in winston-salem this is a fair that's been going on for more than 130 years and now in 2020 Going to have a new name, the Carolina Classic Fair, which, according to the experts, it is like kind of lending its name. Its name, its new name, is kind of a combination of its old name. As back in the old days of segregation, there were two segregated fairs that took place in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. You had the Carolina Colored Fair and the Dixie Classic Fair. And so the new name in 2020 combines the two old ones, although I don't see the name colored anywhere in here, and I don't see Dixie in here, but that's going to be the name in 2020. The name change, by the way, for Winston-Salem, I'm sure you're happy about this. The name going from Dixie Classic Fair to Carolina Classic Fair is only going to set back taxpayers. $97,000 $97,000 as the money will be used to replace signs and order new banners. I'd like to be in the sign business in Winston-Salem if it's going to get me almost $100,000 for just changing a couple of words on a banner. Jeesh. Let's go to South Carolina. Speaking of fairs, hey, did you realize that in Columbia, where they have the South Carolina State Fair, they just celebrated their 150th South Carolina State Fair, right there across from Williams-Brice Stadium in downtown Columbia. And it wrapped up just a few days ago on the weekend. It wrapped up. And guess what? The 150th South Carolina Fair drew in more than 416,000 guests during the 12-day run there. And hey, meet me at the Rocket, as we would say growing up in South Carolina at the South Carolina State Fair. What a, a great deal. And it is a, I, I had no idea that thing had been going on 150 years in the capital city of South Carolina. By the way, make plans now, if you're not in South Carolina, to go to the 151st South Carolina State Fair. That's going to be October 14th through the 25th of the year 2020. And as a longtime attendee of that fair, I enjoyed it many times. In fact, maybe where you live in the South, the fair was a big deal. I know in South Carolina, there in Columbia, we got a day off from school. Our public schools all were given one day off to go to the state fair. You didn't have to go, but that's why you were given that day to, to go to the fair. And maybe that's still a tradition. I don't know if it is or not. But maybe it's a tradition where you are in Dixie that you get a day off to go to your local state fair. Pretty cool tradition, by the way. Louisiana is the number two state in the nation for housing ICE detainees, as a lot of people end up at the Jackson Correctional Center. And Louisiana, with 7,000 immigration detainees brought to the state over the past eight years months. And the number of immigrants held behind bars nationwide has grown under President Trump as ICE has turned to Louisiana sheriffs and private prison operators as the Pelican State now the number two jailer of immigration detainees. The only state behind or in front of Louisiana for detainees is the state of Texas. That kind of makes a lot of sense. But Louisiana number two in the country for ICE detainees that I happened to see last night on PBS I don't know if y'all saw it a Wonderful. What is that called? Frontline on PBS. A a wonderful, very objective, good journalism piece about President Trump and going back through the campaign until really modern times with his whole immigration policy. And a lot of people like Steve Bannon interviewed and others is pretty good. If you get a chance to Google that, you might want to check it out. How about this story coming to us from Florida as police there say a thief was able to steal a thousand dollars worth of scotch. Okay, that's not unusual to steal scotch, but a thousand dollars worth and to add insult to injury, he stole this by sticking the bottles, all of them down his pants. Yes, <laughs> as investigators release surveillance images of the Crazy scene, which took place on October fifth. It's just the video is just coming out. And this happened at Total Wine in Boynton Beach, which is about an hour north of Miami. And I don't think they have the person. They're looking for the person there in Boynton Beach who, again, shoplifted over a thousand dollars worth of scotch from Total Wine at eight fifty North Congress Avenue, Boynton Beach, Florida putting it all down his pants. I wonder what the retail value of each one of those bottles is, but to a thousand buckaroos. Yeah, if you go on to the Boynton Beach Police Department website, you'll see the video of this, I think, uh, looks like a pretty young guy. And he's got it all going down his pants there in Boynton Beach. Hopefully he found that scotch to be rather uh, desirable after going through that. Are you in the mood for a good pizza and you want to try something different? Well, actually, how about the Incognito Veggie Pizza that Pizza Hut is now debuting as they're getting on to the plant-based meat craze? Pizza Hut, that is. Hey, we know Burger King has done that. And now the Louisville-based Pizza Hut, starting today, is serving up a new vegetable pizza topped with Incognito's Meatless Italian Sausage. And they'll be doing this at one location outside the South. It'll be a a test that will last for a limited time. But Pizza Hut will sell the pie in a new round pizza box, which is also testing at this location outside the South. But if it works, and Burger King's proven, I guess the Impossible Whopper might be a good hit, that they're going to have this meatless veggie pizza. Uh, An incognito, I love the name there, coming out from the folks at Pizza Hut. Hmm could be fun could be good and our final story here as we wrap up our headlines from across dixie congratulations to the nashville zoo as that great property south of nashville has won the award for america's best restroom i ain't kidding if you got time to kill you might want to go to the nashville zoo and do your business because again according to america's best restroom in the country They have taken the award as cleaning supply company Centos has been holding this contest for about 17 years as they collect nominations from the public for three months, April to July. And then they have a vote. And we know now that the Nashville Zoo's Expedition Peru Trek of the Andean Bear, that exhibit area where they submitted votes for their restroom, comes in at number one and i've seen a photo of the restroom there at the nashville zoo where they have the winning restroom in the country and it looks like a good place to go the women's restroom has a floor to ceiling window looking in on one of the habitat for a cotton top tamarids small new world monkeys so how would you like to be sitting there on the toilet looking at new world monkeys outside and if you go into the men's loo they have a similar floor to ceiling window you can stare out at And that looks out onto a tropical habitat housing ball python snakes. Okay, I think that's one time I'm going to be going into the ladies' room. Would you rather look at snakes when you're taking your time to do your biz, or would you be looking at little monkeys, cute little monkeys? I I think I'll go to the ladies' room. The Nashville Zoo at Grassmere, as the winner of this year's honor, receives a grand prize of $2,500 in CentOS products and services. The other finalist, by the way, in the 2019 America's Best Bathroom Contest, it included restrooms in the South. You had in Charlotte, North Carolina, I think it was the airport there that got nominated, and that that was it. That was the only other Southerner. LaGuardia Airport, New York, got on there. Can't imagine that would be a good restroom, but it's on the list. Also, you had, from New York, the New Museum of Contemporary Art. Yeah, I could see where that would be good. And in Seattle, the SeaTac, that was in the list. But, hey, Nashville's own Nashville Zoo, your America's best restroom in all the land that is a place to go and i'll keep that in mind next time i'm in the music city just don't go in the men's room don't want to see snakes when the y'all show comes back hey we're gonna see jonathan life he's gonna come by with the acc report and we're gonna find out what happened in week eight and what's coming up in week nine of acc football that's ahead on y'all talk with a southern accent
1: And
2: now, for an important announcement. Do you, or does someone you know, sweat the bed? Do you ever wake up feeling like you've been sleeping on a slip and slide? Sweating the bed is a serious but a common problem that affects your sleep, health, and happiness. Plus, it's just plain gross. But it's not you. It's your mattress. Try the Purple Mattress risk-free for 100 nights and never sweat the bed again. And for a limited time, pick a free Purple product with your mattress purchase by texting AWESOME to 84888. The coolest sleep of your life and a free Purple product by texting AWESOME to 84888. That's A-W-E-S-O-M-E to 84888.
0: Channeling my inner Dick Inberg. oh my, did you see that VPI Gobblers versus North Carolina Tar Heels game last weekend? Hello, it's our ACC Spotlight here on the Y'all Show, and we welcome in from CBS Sports Digital and 24-7 Sports, Mr. Jonathan Lifite. Hello, Jonathan. Have you recovered from the longest game in ACC history?
3: <laughs> i recovered just fine uh really uh, that was a quite an entertaining game and uh i didn't i don't think i think i must have missed the rule change we're at the fifth overtime they just start doing two-point conversions and uh which i thought was pretty cool and uh all in all that was a quite an entertaining game and uh and uh a, a, a definitely an interesting outcome i really wasn't sure what to make of that both teams have been wildly inconsistent this year so uh but virginia tech found a way to get it done with a freshman quarterback
0: 43, 41 and six overtimes. The Hokies win there in Blacksburg and they improve to, it's hard to believe Virginia Tech five and two now as a result of that victory. North Carolina sinks to three and four. This was a Virginia Tech program just a couple of weeks ago and coach Fuente that was headed in the wrong direction, but I think they won at Miami and now they back that up with another ACC win this time in dramatic form.
3: Yeah, they, they, uh, I kind of had looked at them and sort of left them for dead. And now you look up and they're five and two, doggone it, you know? Um, so they're, they're finding ways to win. Uh, They're, they're winning really ugly. And, uh, of course, they had a couple of, you know, ugly losses in there too, but they're finding ways to win as ugly as it is. They're, they're getting it done. So, you know, hats off to them and, uh, uh, congratulations to the, the Hokies and Coach Fuente.
0: Another 5-2 and two program in the ACC after last weekend. The Pitt Panthers won in the Carrier Dome against Syracuse, 27-20. That was the Friday night game. And on Saturday, Clemson didn't have too much of a problem on the road, winning 45-10 to at Louisville. BC, in my opinion, a little bit of a surprise. They got a big win over NC State, 45-24. And then Virginia, and a little bit more of a surprise to me, just had an easy time with David Cutcliffe and the Devils of Duke as Virginia won 48-14. Wake Forest, a really close one against Florida State, but the Deeks come out twenty-two twenty victors, and Jonathan may be one of the more exciting games of the weekend in overtime. Jeff Collins and the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets pick up their first ACC win of the year and improve to two and five with a twenty-eight twenty-one walk-off win over Miami.
3: Yeah, they that, they they say that the game is a matter of inches, and if you saw the last play of the game, uh nothing proved that uh, more than that play um where basically it all came down to where they spotted the ball and uh and on following the fourth down play and miami came up about three inches short and georgia tech stopped them and, and held on for a win it was a uh, quite a quite an entertaining game in, in a lot of respects really sloppy but uh, entertaining nonetheless
0: first time the jackets won in miami gardens in quite some time right 2007 yeah i knew it'd been a long time speaking of miami gardens the guy that was coaching the hurricanes there not all that long ago mark rick in the news this week as the former hurricanes coach and former sec coach he had a heart attack on monday says he's doing fine jonathan what more do we know about coach rick now of the accn
3: yeah he uh he did have a heart attack apparently it was rather minor and uh, he was actually expecting to be back at work later this week we'll see if that proves to be the case but uh um all in all you know he uh, he put out a tweet that talked about uh that he there for a minute he thought he was going to heaven and he was going to miss his wife which is sweet but uh, uh nonetheless uh, he, he he pulled through and is uh, seems to be doing fine and uh, uh i guess expecting me back to work so we'll see how that goes and uh um you know i guess that's what he gets when he uh, when he uh, predicts that uh, georgia tech's going to lose to miami on saturday hey, is that year. what he did <laughs> oh, yeah. He said He said Georgia Tech wouldn't put up 400 on Miami, which he it was referring to yards. And he was correct, but they didn't get the victory.
0: Ah, Well, I'll tell you what. Let's talk about some coaching news also from a financial perspective. And Dabo Sweeney is the highest paid coach in the U.S. of A. with a $9.3 million annual take home. Not bad pay, Jonathan Lifeite. Yeah, that's a, a pretty
3: good uh pretty good paycheck for a day's work, and uh, he's he's I think he's probably making more in a day than I'm probably making all year. But nonetheless, uh, he's he's doing quite well for himself. And uh, we 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 knew that he had signed that contract over the summer, and and the terms that came out then. And I think uh, uh, the the reason this comes up again was uh, I think USA Today does an annual kind of disclosure of who the highest paid coaches are, and and Dabo manages to squeak by uh, by uh, Nick Saban, Alabama, by about a half a million a year, um, and you know right on down the list. Number of players, the number of coaches over uh, six million to me is is kind of just uh, staggering when you when you consider that you know twelve thirteen years ago, I think there was only one coach over three million.
0: Yeah, yes, with nine point three, he's making more than Nick Saban at eight point eight five million dollars other coaches of note jimmy harbaugh at michigan making right at seven and a half million dollars a year jimbo fisher also at that 7.5 georgia coach kirby smart at 6.87 million dollars a year the rest of most of these coaches are sec a couple of big 12s what i don't get is purdue coach jeff Brom. he's on the list at eight with 6.6 million dollars he's making more than lincoln riley at ou
3: Yeah, well, he got away with that because he had that big upset of Ohio State, and then Louisville came calling, and so they didn't want to lose him, so they ponied up the money.
0: Well, good job, Purdue, for ponying up the money. I don't think any other ACC program comes in in the top ten, only Clemson, and they're number one with the highest paid coach. But as a lot of people would say, very well-deserved. When you win two national championships out of the last couple of years, You get $9.3 million as Dabo Swinney is currently bringing home there in Pickens County, South Carolina. Speaking of Coach Dabo, he was in the news over the weekend for what he did to a player, a player who threw a punch in the game at Louisville, and he is now talking about this. Andrew Booth got in a little skirmish, if you want to call it. A cheap shot was thrown in the game against Louisville this weekend, and Coach Swinney admitted in his press conference this week that he made the freshman defensive back not fly back with the team but ride back on the bus from Louisville to Clemson, South Carolina. Jonathan, what would you think of that?
3: I thought that was uh, quite fitting and, and a pretty good response to you know, kind of what happened on the field. It was a good punishment. You know, Make the kid think about it, separate him from the team, give him some solitude, and, and, and also kind of punish him a little bit. So I, I actually recall Paul Johnson did something similar with an offensive lineman in El Paso a number of years ago. Uh, And the kid ended up, uh, you know, putting him on a bus to send him home. And uh, he actually stopped off in Dallas, hopped off the bus and bought a plane ticket, flew home. And that pretty much got him kicked off the team. So it was a pretty good, uh, uh, pretty, pretty interesting saga there. But uh, I think Dabo did absolutely the right thing. Perfect punishment uh, for what the kid did. And, and, uh, you know, I doubt he'll do it again. He'll probably uh, be a little more restrained going forward.
0: And that was not the only punishment coming to the players I guess his discipline includes more than that for Andrew Booth, but that's pretty good discipline there. And to his credit, he actually rode back with a bunch of equipment people with the Clemson football program. So if the equipment people have to drive, then there's nothing that makes a football player above them. So, Mr. Booth, hopefully you enjoyed the scenery of Kentucky and East Tennessee on your way back to Clemson, South Carolina. You know, the leaves are pretty this time of year in the Smokies. Maybe he got to see some of that. (laughs) Yeah, if it wasn't too far i'm sure he did all right jonathan let's get to some injury news going on in the acc wake forest linebacker justin strand he will miss the rest of the season after rupturing his biceps tendon last week in that game against florida state what do you know about that
3: uh well he he i believe it was uh kind of late was it late in the first or early in the in the second half i'm not can't remember for sure uh but he came out with an injury and and you know, it turns out to be a, a season ender for him that's a Pretty decent loss for Wake Forest. He was a, again, one of their leaders on defense, so he'll be missed for them for sure. And they, and they didn't exactly have a great defense to begin with, really solid, you know, pretty solid, but, uh, you know, but not not uh, top of the line. So you lose a player, one of your top players, it's going to, they'll pay the price for it down the road.
0: Yes. And this linebacker, he actually was leading the team with 69 total tackles, and that ranks seventh in the ACC with nine and a half tackles per game but he's going to be out now the rest of the season with this injury and best of luck to Dave clausen trying to regroup there and find somebody to fill the shoes. Jonathan a story just came out on ESPN about Richard yergin who has connections to two ACC programs. Fill us in on this.
3: yeah so uh, Richard yergin was a really highly regarded uh um defensive lineman that uh, he w- was recruited ended up uh, uh heading to Clemson um But then while he was there, um, there was a rainy night and he ended up in a car accident and had a pretty severe, uh, you know, back and neck injury, uh, ended up having a couple of vertebrae. And uh, over time, you know, he he never really came back and did not expect to come back to play. And then they, they ended up doing one last surgery on him. And at the end of it, they told him, oh, you ought to be able to clear to play. And so. Uh, He went back to to, to Dabo, and Dabo didn't really like the idea too much because he was worried about the kid's future, rightly so. But the doctors all gave him clearance, and uh, he was set to graduate, and he decided, you know what? You know, I've been doing all this at Clemson. I'm going to go somewhere where I really can play. And uh, BC stepped up and said, hey, yeah, we'll take you. You know, he came in as a grad transfer, and so now he's working on his second master's degree after he got the first one from Clemson. Uh, on top of that, he's got a he's got a wife and kid, and um, he was all set to to take a big job. I I think up in the up in the Midwest somewhere, um, highly paid uh, had a high paying job, and and he got this opportunity and decided to take it. And uh, he's made the most of it, uh, playing very well uh, uh, for the Eagles thus far. And uh, he might even get a chance at the next level. We'll just have to see. But uh, it's it's a really great story, and it's good to see somebody you know overcome. What was really almost a uh, you know uh, a, a life-ending injury, um, and he could have easily faced paralysis, and all of it worked out very well for him, and, and now he's he's got a chance to play you know football at the highest level in, in college, and and uh, making the most of it. So a really heartwarming story.
0: It's the ninth weekend here of college football, and in the ACC, several teams take a little breather, and that includes the NC State Wolfpack, as well as Virginia Tech and the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. As far as teams suiting up here on this football Saturday, Jonathan is going to be a pretty good one in Pitt, because the Panthers are a rising team, and at Heinz Field, here at high noon on this football Saturday, 11 Central on ESPN, the Hurricanes try to regroup after that loss to Georgia Tech, and they'll be visiting those Pitt Panthers. Your thoughts on this one?
3: Yeah, so Pitt is one of those teams that seem annually like uh, um, they dig themselves into a hole in the non-conference and then kind of finally get it put together. You know, they hit the conference. Now, now they've been playing some really rough, tough uh, out-of-conference schedules, but, uh, you know, this year they've had it a little easier, so they've got a, a sport, a nice 5-2 and two record. And Pat Narduzzi has quietly and slowly but surely kind of built that program into, you know, a much more solid, uh, a much more solid uh, team than than what he came in there with. He's done a pretty good job there, and uh, I, I think it's going to come down to Pitt and Virginia for the for the uh, for the coastal title. And uh, I, I really don't know which team would uh, is going to win that.
0: Hmm. Well, Jonathan, meanwhile, in Tallahassee, a pair of three and four programs out of the Atlantic Division face off as the Orange of Syracuse try to regroup after that loss to Pitt on Friday of last week, and they'll be down at Doak Campbell taking on an FSU program. This game is going to be televised on ESPN2 at 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central.
3: Yep, and uh, this will be an interesting game. I, I just don't know what to make of Florida State. They'll uh, you know, they look good one week, or they'll look good in one half, and then they'll come out in the next in the next half and look bad, or the next game look bad, and I, I'm really not sure. I, I, to me, I think Florida State should beat Syracuse at this point, but they're just so unpredictable, and, and really you just don't know what you got with them, so I, I can't say for sure, especially with that game being down at Doug Campbell Stadium. You would expect them to win, but Uh, it's just not it's not not a a for sure that's 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 given
0: Willie Taggart's team almost pulled off the road win at Wake in week eight did you have a chance to see any of that and if so what was improved by FSU in that game
3: well their defense played a good bit better and and, uh, of course they didn't face Wake you know fully uh, they didn't Wake didn't have Jamie Newman they're they're really good quarterback but I thought the defense did better but Their offense is still kind of a very, very much a work in progress. Great skill position talent, um, but their quarterback situation is is not great. And their offensive line situation is is even worse. I think they I'm trying to decide who has the worst offensive line. It's either Miami or or, or FSU, both of which, uh, you know, you would not expect in the ACC for both of them to be near the bottom. But that's where we're at. And uh, both of them are struggling with line play
0: a cross-divisional matchup taking place at the little red bird stadium in louisville as louisville hosts the virginia cavaliers this is a matchup of two teams with winning records this on the acc network at three thirty eastern two thirty central time mr life
3: yeah i think virginia can win this game but uh, louisville has certainly played a lot better this year than most people expected and uh um, I, expect, I expect it to be a pretty good game, but I, I do think UVA can pull it out on the road.
0: Got a rivalry game going on in the Coastal we'll get to in just a second. But before we get to that, BC goes down to Death Valley as the number four Clemson Tigers await. The Tigers, of course, 7-0 on the season. BC with the big win over NC State in the previous week. And now BC heads south to Memorial Stadium for this matchup. BC 4-3. This will be a ACCN nighttime contest. Kickoff there from Clemson at 7.30 Eastern Time. Jonathan, do the eagles. Eagles have any chance. Nope, not a chance at all. Well, you just kill the buzz. Yeah, I did.
3: <laughs> that's all right. Uh Clemson's gonna kill the Eagles, so that's the way it'll go.
0: All right, Jonathan. The victory bells on the line as North Carolina and Duke have their rivalry game this at Keenan Stadium. It's set for an ACCN ACCN extra digital only for this one at four o'clock Eastern, three o'clock Central. The Devils and David Cutcliffe—they got demolished last week at UVA and North Carolina. Absolutely could have, should have won against VPI, but they ended up losing that game in six overtimes. Rivalry game, victory bell on the line. Duke, North Carolina. Mr. Leifle, your thoughts? Well, I mean,
3: I, I mentioned the inconsistency of North Carolina, and I thought Duke was putting together a nice you know, kind of run, and then they absolutely laid an egg in Charlottesville. So, uh, man, this is a tough one to call. But uh, um, I really like how uh, Sam Howell at at, uh, at UNC is developing. And as, he, as the season goes along, he seems to be getting better and better. So uh, I think UNC can win this one. And uh, I think Cutcliffe is going to get set back home with, with a loss.
0: Now, David Cutcliffe, let's talk about him for a minute. If he ends up having a ho-hum year here, in a, in a year where the Coastal still is anybody's for the taking, is the pressure on him? Is he going to likely <laughs> step away? <laughs> No, okay. uh, he's there as
3: long as he wants. He has been by far, uh, the most winningest coach that they have had probably since Wallace Wade. And, and I realized that he, they had Spurrier in there, but they had no chance to keep him once the Florida job came open. Uh, he is, he is basically going to be, uh, he can coach there as long as he wants. And, uh, unless things really fall off the map. Uh, They'll be quite happy with him. He has done and worked miracles there. Even getting five or even if he has a season where he only gets four, five, or six wins, um, he'll still be. uh, There won't be any pressure on him. He's he's basically. They know what they've got, and they know that, uh, that the odds of them finding somebody better out on the open market are pretty slim.
0: Well, what they have there with David Cutcliffe, the Alabama alum, who of course was an assistant on Rocky Top and was head coach at Mississippi, and then went back to Rocky Top as his assistant, he's sixty-five years young, Jonathan. And here's a guy who could easily be in the easy chair, taking it an easy. And have you heard any any rumblings that he might be headed to retirement?
3: Not at all. And keep in mind that just in the, on the other side of the, on the other side of the field next weekend, there will be a sixty-eight year old head coach uh, co- coaching against him so uh you know 70 is the new 60 so well uh,
0: for- <laughs> that, that, that's true but that that guy that's older than him mac brown is who you're referencing he just got back into the thick of things and cutcliffe yep. to, to his credit has been coaching the devils for several years now what what, what was it 2000 I- 2008 was his first uh first season there he he was
3: hired in the December of 2007.
0: Did he take over immediately after Ted Roof was fired? I believe he did. Okay. All right. Well, David Cutcliffe, we're not trying to say you got to go, Dave. But, hey, Duke fans want you to win this weekend and get that victory bell back to Durham. Well, Jonathan, that will wrap up our ACC Week 9 discussion. When we come back, we're not done with Mr. Lifehite. When we come back, believe it or not, basketball is just days away. And we have the new Top 25 of college basketball. And the ACC is not in this at number one, two, or three, and they've got a defending national champion in the ACC. What's up with this? All that basketball talk is headed your way next on The All Show.
4: This is a cow, a cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 9999. That's promo code 9999 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now.
0: Well, we were just bragging on Duke's football team and a chance to perhaps take the victory bell back to Durham this week with their game against North Carolina. Well, congratulations to Coach Szeski and the Duke Blue Devil basketball team as they are the leaders of the ACC when it comes to the brand new men's college basketball poll. The Devils check in at number four. And I know you're asking, where the heck's UVA? What about the rest of the so-called powers of the ACC? Well, Jonathan Leifite, who's kind enough to be back with us here, from 24-7 Sports and CBS Sports Digital. A darn Big Ten team is the number one team in the country, according to the AP Top 25. Michigan State is at one. Duke is at two. Kansas is at three. And then you got Duke at four and Louisville at five. Your thoughts on the top five of this preseason poll.
3: Well, yeah, you know, no surprise to see uh, Duke up there. And then you also got, I believe, UNC and, and UVA down there in the top 11. And isn't there a third team in the in that mix somewhere? I think like Louisville
0: may be in there. I yeah, Louisville's remember. at five. Louisville's at five. So North Duke Carolina's Duke is Duke. at nine. Virginia, eleven. Let me go ahead and just run through all the ACC teams that have made it into the top twenty-five. Yep. And we may be out of it. That would. That's it.
3: Yep. So, but nonetheless, four of the top eleven teams are uh, are uh, ACC teams. That's over over a third of them. Yeah. So,
0: at least they don't have a darn Big East team in there. those guys get on my nerves you don't like the big easter no because it's not a football conference oh there you go gotta gotta mix it up folks gotta mix it up and michigan state again at one uk at two ku at three and then duke at four louisville five and those other acc teams north carolina at nine virginia is at Eleven. Now, ESPN has come out with an article, ACC 2019-20 predictions, defending national champs ranked fourth. Are are they saying that in the latest ACC prognostications that UVA is the fourth best team in the conference?
3: Well, uh, I would say they are, and given how the how the polls shake out, that's also consistent with that. So. Um, but you got to remember UVA, even though they won the national title last year, they lost their their three best players off that team and uh, so uh, they they really uh, they really took it they're gonna take a big hit in terms of production. They had that happen a few years ago and they fell off slightly but they were still you know a top 15 team and and I think they're they're accurately placed and they they may have you know suffer a little bit on the offensive end, but there's one thing consistent about Tony Bennett's teams and that is, but they play ridiculously good defense, and uh, teams just cannot score on them. So well, if they can find somebody to fill in the production on the offensive end, they will be really, really, really tough to beat again. Um, and, of course, as I mentioned, they're always tough on the on the defensive end.
0: Well, on Tuesday night, Jonathan, the NBA got its new season underway. We don't really want to give that league a lot of credit. Now, as far as the college football game goes, we're talking about the Virginia Cavaliers, your defending champs. They start their season, Jonathan, two weeks from today, November 6th. They've got a game at Syracuse, and this is a conference game to start the entire season. It'll be televised on ACCN against the Orange there from the Carrier Dome. What are your thoughts about starting a whole new season with a conference game?
3: Yeah, and they're doing that with, I think, most of the teams are playing an early conference game to get on the ACC network. I know Georgia Tech and NC State square off. I think there's a number of others. So an interesting way to kick kick off the season on the new network, I'm not sure that I really care for it all that much, uh, simply because most people are paying attention to football right now, and to have a conference game that early on, it really just kind of uh, – Uh, I don't know. It just seems like a distraction.
0: Well, there's another early game in the season that Virginia at least is going to have, and I guess this is probably standard for most ACC teams. They're going to have two conference games before they really get in the heat of battle of conference play, and the Cavaliers will be having a game at John Paul Jones Arena against their rival, the North Carolina Tar Heels, that game on Pearl Harbor Day, December 7th. That's a Saturday game also on the ACCN. So, as far as you know, most teams are going to have two conference games well into our November, December before the real battles begin in January.
3: Yeah, they will. And part of that is is the ACC has moved to 20 conference games now. So, what they used to be able to fit in, you know, 18 games, they could fit that in after the after the New Year. Now they're going to have to to add two more games to that schedule. So guess what? You're going to back up a little earlier into the year to start conference play. So I I expect, fully expect that you'll see going forward uh, in in years to come where you'll see probably most teams have two conference games coming um, out of the Christmas holidays already under their belt and heading into the new year when the the conference battles will really heat up.
0: And that means roughly 10 non-conference games for every ACC team. 20 conference games and that'll fill up around a 30 game schedule well jonathan you have filled up our schedule with your great acc knowledge we can't thank you enough and we wish you the best here as we enter week nine of acc football
3: i'm looking forward to another week of it and i you guys have a wonderful uh uh, rest of your week and weekend
0: all right when we come back in hour two we'll have hashtag huddle and our friend precious harris is standing by on music row with all the country music fun and she had a big night on tuesday night that i can't wait to get the report on and that's headed your way in hour two of today's y'all talk with an accent on all things southern
1: message and data rates may
2: apply. Please do not text and drive. See for terms and conditions. And now for an important announcement. Do you, or does someone you know, sweat the bed? Do you ever wake up feeling like you've been sleeping on a slip and slide? Sweating the bed is a serious, but a common problem that affects your sleep, health, and happiness. Plus, it's just plain gross, but it's not you. It's your mattress. Try the purple mattress risk-free for 100 nights and never sweat the bed again. And for a limited time, pick a free purple product with your mattress purchase by texting awesome to eight four eight eight eight. The coolest sleep of your life and a free purple product by texting awesome to eight four eight eight eight. That's a w e s o m e to eight (laughs) four eight eight eight.
4: This is a cow, a cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 9999. That's promo code 9999 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now.
0: Welcome into another hour of the show all about what's going on here in Dixie. I'm John Rawl. Our telephone number for you to connect to us anytime you feel like it is 803-816-1170. This is y'all. We've got hashtag hullabaloo coming to you right now. And stand by in just a few moments. We'll welcome in if, if, that's a big if. We can get her on the line, Precious Harris, and the Nashville Music Line. We know she had a busy Tuesday night, and I understand she's busy here today, so not totally sure we're going to be able to connect to Precious, but whether we get her or not, we'll have a Nashville Music Line report of what all is going on in country music, and that's coming up in the next segment. But right now, we start out with Hashtag Hullabaloo with the Fall Classic. ...on our mind. And if you tuned in Tuesday night to the Fox Network, you saw the World Series Game 1... ...between the Houston Astros and the Washington Nationals... ...and the Nats pull out the 5-4 road victory in Game 1. And I think it was a combined 19 hits in Game 1. So the bats were quite active, but the Nats in their very first World Series appearance... ...win Game 1, Game 2 tonight... On Fox, And with the World Series in mind, a guy who played in a couple of World Series, Greg Maddox was active on Twitter on Tuesday, and we found a tweet from at Greg Maddox, founder of the Maddox Foundation, a golfer, a baseball player, a father, and husband, of course, played for the Atlanta Braves and Chicago Cubs, and was a great one, a Hall of Famer there, Greg Maddox. I think he's in the Hall of Fame. I don't half know who's in the Hall of Fame for baseball. But he, if he's not, he ought to be. I'm pretty sure he's in there. He's in the Braves Hall of Fame for sure. He and Maddox and Smoltz all were a yeah, incredible trio of Braves pitchers back in the 1990s. And with that trio in mind is the Greg Maddox tweet that we found here to share with you on this Wednesday, y'all. Hashtag blue. Greg Maddox writes looking forward to watching the pitchers do their thing tonight while listening to my favorite hairless teammate call the game hashtag world series. And I'm pretty sure Greg Maddox is calling out John Smoltz who, yeah, he doesn't have a lot of hair compared to Maddox or even Glavin, but boy, does John Smoltz have a great golf game so much so that he's even participated in some PGA related events. And so, Greg, maybe you're envious of that. Maybe you're envious of what Smolty does in the broadcast booth. He does a great job, and he did a great job on Tuesday night calling the World Series as an analyst and he'll be back i won't say on the bump but he'll back and be back on the broadcast bump for game two from houston all right let's go let's keep the celebrity stuff going if you don't mind we've got something via facebook we found from the country music band sawyer brown and i got this forwarded to me i've got to share with you uh, man, what a cool tweet coming in from Sorry Brown. As on Tuesday, they were in the great town of Laurel, Mississippi, in the Pine Belt, in Jones County. And in Laurel, Sorry Brown had a concert, and they put a tweet out, or rather a Facebook post, and they said, Thank y'all for coming to see us on a school night and for being so much fun. And don't even get us started on the great food we had. Thank y'all. That from Mark Miller and Joe Smith and the members of Sawyer Brown. Oh, yes. Great song. Like The Race Is On and the other country songs they had back in the 90s. Dirt Road. That was one of the Sawyer Brown hits of that era. And Bed Is Being Bad. Oh, Sawyer Brown, one of my favorite bands. And they were in Mississippi on Tuesday. And congratulations for the not only great concert and all those who came out, as Sawyer Brown indicated, on a school night. I don't know how often you try to put a concert on on a Monday or Tuesday night and people show up. That's what Sawyer Brown did. And congratulations to everybody there in the Pine Belt of Mississippi for coming out. And, in fact, on the Facebook posting, not only did they have the great message about thanking Laurel Mississippi for supporting them on Tuesday, they had a vintage postcard of Laurel Mississippi included on the Facebook posting. So that was that was pretty neat. Man, Those old foes, those old postcards, the vintage look, are really cool. And I think whoever did that back in the 40s, 50s, 60s, that lives on. It's just so cool. And that was before Photoshop even. So it was authentic. Speaking of authentic. We find a tweet from William Allen, who's also in the great state of Mississippi, this time in Louisville, Mississippi, and William Allen on Facebook, or rather on Twitter is where he put this, is at Wood Painter, and he put in his profile, looking, period, seeing, period, William Allen at Wood Painter, and what he put out on Twitter this week was a really cool Dixie gasoline sign from Louisville, Mississippi, Louisville, Oh, about 30 miles from Starkville in Columbus, Mississippi, sort of in the eastern portion of the state. And he put that out there, the Dixie gasoline sign. And so this is a little new to me. However, I will tell you, I have seen a Dixie gasoline station In the past, it's been about 20 years ago when I saw one that was still going in Tupelo, Mississippi, but evidently, and and I'm gonna have to ask our teller of tales from Takapola to help me out on this one. Dixie was a gasoline or oil company way back in the day because if if you do any kind of research you see some really old vintage gas pumps and oil canisters i guess would be what they were called of dixie gasoline and dixie oil in fact i'm looking at an old picture here on social media from adele georgia of a dixie gasoline station i'm seeing photos on youtube and also on google of dixie gas signs that all feature the Confederate flag or some kind of Confederate-related gasoline pump back in the 50s and 60s. Maybe you got a fill-up at a Dixie gasoline station. And there's a really cool Etsy page with all kinds of Dixie gasoline memorabilia that you can get. In fact, Walmart even used to sell some kind of Dixie gasoline kind of antique-looking sign But they don't do that anymore. Gee, I wonder why. But yeah, Dixie Gasoline, if y'all know the story on that, where it was based, where they were located, I'm kind of curious because that's a a bygone company, evidently, and I'd like to know what happened there. Of course, they're not the only bygone company. I'm trying to think of some other, I guess Gulf would be a company that kind of died and has gulf come back i think they have in some cases and esso was an old station that used to be way back before my time and so yes gasoline stations and i'm a little too young i still know from the old days you had the full service gasoline stations that were all over the place and Dixie gasoline was maybe one of those options. And they had one of those in Louisville, Mississippi, evidently. Hey, if you if you want to share with us your Dixie gasoline knowledge, we we welcome that here. Or if you want to send me one of those cool signs with the Confederate flag on it, I'll take it. Or even better, send me that gasoline pump with the rebel flag and the Dixie gasoline on it. I, I'll have to put it out there and get a fill up each and every day. Hey, y'allshowatyall.com is our email address, Y-A-L-L-S-H-O-W at Y-A-L-L. Dot com. Pretty cool. Thank you, William, for taking that great photo of something. Again, I don't think exists anymore. And uh, I don't know what happened to this. I mean, we haven't stopped get, buying gasoline. Maybe all of our Dixie gasoline stations have turned into what is that natural gas deal that you can get? In some cars now, maybe that that that's going to be the reemergence of it. Next up is a tweet from like Marilyn Butt, and that is from at D A R L E E A A N at Darlean, I guess is the name, and they write in their profile, "If Leslie Nope, Bojack Horseman, and Archer had a love child, it would be me." I don't know what you're t- saying. Again, like Maryland Butt is the Twitter account, and what they put on Twitter was kind of funny okay I'll give them credit they write my grandma pronounces italian e y e t a l i a n that's italian hashtag southern accent <laughs> Italian mm that's pretty southern but maybe they're not talking about the country or the people of that country. Your grandma could have been talking about the salad dressing called Italian. Mm, good if you like it i'm kind of a honey mustard guy myself lucci that's kind of an italian name or should i say I italian at lucci and that's u-g-h-l-u-c-i and their tw- twitter profile says i'm my own gf but i can be yours too boston baby okay i don't know where you're going with that all right here's what lucci writes here on twitter this week not to be southern but I can't believe it when people don't say things like excuse me or thank you, like WTF, I should trip you. <laughs> All right. Okay. They said they were from Boston. So I guess they're not trying to be Southern. I don't know where they're going with that, Lucci. Maybe you are an, a Northern Italian and you don't understand our Southern mannerisms. And we do say excuse me and thank you. And You know what, Lucci? We're proud of it if you're not one of us. All right, keeping the Southern thing going, we have a tweet coming from HuffPost. That's the Huffington Post on Twitter at H-U-F-F-P-O-S-T. And you know... If it's coming from the Huffington Post, it's probably not very complimentary of Dixie, okay? But this is a story, actually, they're sharing that I read earlier in the week coming from, I think it's Sevier County in East Tennessee, Sevierville, where a county commissioner there launched a tirade against a Democratic presidential field and the state of white men in America. And, in fact, I know they called out Pete Buttigieg in not necessarily directly but pretty much said we've got someone gay running for president and to my knowledge pete budigieg is the only person running as far as i know that is at least out in the open gay and this commissioner in east tennessee had this tirade i think at a county meeting or city meeting there in Sevier county this week and probably getting a lot of heat probably being asked to resign probably going to get kicked out of office In that role, because of what he said in this official capacity. But we have a retweet of the Huff Post and some comments coming from Les Rayburn at High Noon Media in response to the Huffington Post tweet about this county commissioner had this tirade against the Democratic presidential field and specifically pete budigieg and the decline of white men in america i assume you could go that way well les rayburn at high noon media responded it's time to pass the torch of leadership to a younger more enlightened group of women and men some days you're ashamed to be a white male and southern hashtag southern that is from les rayburn who evidently is a white male and southern but Because of this person in East Tennessee says that they're ashamed to be white, male and Southern because, in his opinion, the leadership torch needs to be passed to a more enlightened group of women and men not like the person in East Tennessee. That at least the expression from Les Rayburn peggy mercer bmi sounds like a sound songwriter well i think i'm right on that because peggy mercer at peggy mercer on twitter is an author comma songwriter comma bmi which is the royalties group out of nashville them and uh, i guess bmi and ascap kind of are the leaders of that and she is a very active writer and songwriter and she says she's also an advocate for underserved children okay Peggy Mercer, BMI, at Peggy Mercer. Here's what she wrote. Hashtag Monday thinking. I stand for all things Southern, all things good and right and moral, and all things honest. And to you readers, I say this morning, hashtag good morning, y'all. And you know what Peggy Mercer, BMI, included on her tweet, her Monday thinking, her good morning, y'all? She had a picture of, of general robert e lee a top traveler his horse and it's a painting of general lee a beautiful painting of the confederate general and southern icon and right there in a 21st century way of expressing robert e lee the general she writes beside the general and traveler morning y'all right there on a gif now is that 21st century or what (laughs) morning y'all i don't know if if robert e lee when commanding the csa troops went around to his troops and said morning y'all i don't even know if he had a southern accent i don't know what anybody sounded like and you don't either way back in the day but Robert E. Lee and Morning Y'all. Pretty good combination. Daniel McGeehee is on Twitter at Daniel MCGehee. All right. Well, we want to share what Daniel McGee wrote on Twitter this week. He writes We tried a new Dove recipe today. It was good. Dove, fill peas, okra, fresh salad, and tea. Hashtag truly hashtag Southern and Daniel. Sure enough. It is dove season across many of our southern states, and you went out and took part in a great dove hunt here in the month of October, and it looks yummy. Your picture has all of these items you just mentioned right there, beautiful photos, again, of not only the dove that you cooked and you prepared, but your fill peas, oh, good mess of fill peas and dove and okra and some salad to go along with a delicious, not bottle not cup, but glass of delicious, ice cold, sweet southern tea. Now, that is October in the south. And all you dove hunters, make sure you mix in that great tea with some good dove meat when you go out dove hunting. All right, let's go on to another tweet. This comes to Sheila, and she writes s her name, S-H-E-I-L quadruple a quadruple h i guess she's really proud of that sheila okay sheila athens is actually the twitter account at sheila athens author of book club fiction a reader and a book coach all right she seems to know a little bit about books eh she writes on twitter this week gratitude for the day something a little different for us tonight We went to the first night of competition at the Georgia Fiddlers Convention. We saw the categories for beginning fiddlers, so cute, as well as harmonica and buck dancing. All this at the Georgia Fiddlers Convention. So, Sheila Athens, you made me go do a little research in here, and sure enough, and Hiawassee, Georgia—that's in northeast Georgia, right on the North Carolina line. A beautiful spot. Been there a few times, and it is awesome. Hiawassee, Georgia, and right there at the Georgia Mountain Fair, you have in October of each year Georgia's official State Fiddlers Convention. And I don't have the results here, but you can go to at North Georgia Mountains hashtag North Georgia Mountains and look out for yourself i do know i don't know the winner but i do know what the winner won if you were the first place winner at this year's georgia's official state fiddlers convention if you were just fiddling around and you were a bluegrass band if you got first place at this convention you took home twelve hundred dollars That'll pay for a few fiddles. Yeah. And all this in Hiawassee, Georgia. If you are looking at a map and you find Atlanta, go a little northeast, you'll see Gainesville, Georgia. Go a little northeast of that. You'll probably see Clayton, Georgia. We'll keep on trucking kind of north of Clayton, Georgia. Right on that North Carolina line, you'll find Hiawassee. It is a beautiful spot. And they have their at Georgia Mountain Fairgrounds, which has incredible country music acts and other our acts besides country come in on a regular basis. And so people from throughout Georgia and North Carolina and maybe even over in Tennessee and Cleveland they can scoot over to Hiawassee pretty easy on US 64 and go down to Hiawassee. They have a great great bands coming there, and it looks like a fun time. But but. Here this last weekend, it wasn't a national act coming in with a big concert. It was the Georgia official state fiddlers convention. And we can't thank Sheila Athens for giving us the heads up that that went down last week. That devil went down to Georgia to hiawassee and he pulled out that fiddle at the official state fiddlers convention now that sounds like a lot of fun all right let's go to our last tweet that we find here on hashtag hullabaloo and how about this it comes from southern cast iron at cast iron south a young magazine with an old soul south north east west We love anything and everything cast iron. Well, I'll see you in South Pittsburgh, Tennessee, home of the Lodge cast iron skillet. Yes. Well, that's not what they're here on Twitter this week saying this week. But here is what cast iron South writes. This cast iron cornbread is an extra tasty twist on the Southern classic. And sure enough, they have a great picture of a delicious cast iron in in that skillet going right there and i encourage you to check out at cast iron south and check out this cornbread that they've got their tasty twist to there and if you haven't had cornbread via a cast iron skillet and you claim to be a southerner well we're just going to have to take your credentials away from you because i'm not so sure you're very southern if you hadn't had cast iron skillet cornbread mmm man I am getting hungry right here well I guess what I'm also I'm getting hungry for some good country music news and when we come back from the break if we can track her down we're going to have Precious Harris join us if we can't get her if our people can't connect to her people I'll just have to go solo with our music news from music row and that's coming up as we close out this Wednesday y'all talk with a southern accent
1: message and data rates may apply please not text
2: and drive see for terms and conditions and now for an important announcement do you or does someone you know sweat the bed do you ever wake up feeling like you've been sleeping on a slip and slide sweating the bed is a serious but a common problem that affects your sleep health and happiness plus it's just plain gross but it's not you it's your mattress fortunately Try the Purple Mattress risk-free for 100 nights and never sweat the bed again. And for a limited time, pick a free Purple product with your mattress purchase by texting AWESOME to 84888. The coolest sleep of your life and a free Purple product by texting AWESOME to 84888. That's A-W-E-S-O-M-E to 84888.
1: Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions supply. See website for details. How do I feel? awesome
4: like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders
6: hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed rate debt consolidation loan through avant i paid off all my credit cards and now i just have one easy monthly payment with avant and i don't have to worry about the rates going up avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from two thousand to thirty five thousand dollars when i saw avant was accredited by the better business bureau i knew that was the company for me
4: Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment?
6: Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applied. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252.
5: You loved me. I believed every single word you said.
1: Then you showed me
5: that you didn't mean it. Did you loved somebody else instead.
6: I know you've got a right to find someone new. Oh, I've got.
0: Going back to the early part of 1989 for Steve Warner and the very first number one song for Steve Warner that he wrote entirely on his own. Where did I go wrong? Of course, Steve had had other number one songs prior to that one, and that one was atop the chart, as we said, 30 years ago. And guess what? On Tuesday night in Nashville, Steve was honored alongside some of the other greats of country music in the Musicians Hall of Fame as they had an induction ceremony that took place and Precious Harris was there. In fact, she had such a late night. I don't think we're going to be able to get her on here today, but we're going to file a report. If she calls in, that'll be even extra added value bonus pleasure for us. But until that time, Yours truly, John Raw, going to do the Nashville Music Report. And sure enough, it was a great evening Tuesday night. As not only was Steve Warner inducted, a guy who had more than, I think, 10 number one songs, only had one gold album to his credit in his very long career. He's still very active, by the way, writing, singing, performing, performing touring going to go see steven if you don't know he is my favorite country music artist so what a pleasure it is for me to play where did i go wrong off the album i got dreams of which yours truly i remember it well i went and bought that cassette and I used to cut grass listening to I Got Dreams and Where Did I Go Wrong? And When I Could Come Home to You, all of that off that album on MCA Nashville in 1989. Okay, now back to what Steve was there in Nashville last night celebrating alongside some other inductees again at the great award ceremony held for the Musicians Hall of Fame. In fact, they gave away the very first ever Lifetime Achievement Award from the Musicians Hall of Fame. And you know who got that? The band that actually bought their first, the first CD. I bought Steve's cassette tape. But the very first CD that this old boy bought back in the 80s, a CD with an awesome name, especially for a show called The Y'all Show, Southern Star, with a song called Song of the South leading the way off that Yes, congratulations to Jeff Cook, Teddy Gentry, and Randy Owen of the band Alabama as they received on Tuesday the first ever Lifetime Achievement Award from the Musicians Hall of Fame. And again, other inductees into the Hall of Fame besides Steve Warner and Alabama being recognized with a Lifetime Achievement Award you had from the Young Rascals felix cavalier you had don everly of the Brother, everly brothers for his playing up of wake up little susie you also had the surferies for their song wipe out And you had the original Muscle Shoals rhythm section, the Muscle Shoals horn section, and the players from Nashville. That would be Owen Bradley, Billy Sherrill, and Bob Taylor of Taylor Guitars. Owen Bradley, by the way, was honored posthumously at this event on Tuesday evening. Of course, Precious Harris was there. She evidently had too good of a time, and we're not able to get her on today. But we appreciate her sharing some notes here about the event. Again, the Nashville Music Hall of Fame Induction Ceremony on music grow tuesday evening and a great event congratulations to everybody that was a part of that now to other news going on in country music hey we're just what two months away from 2020 and once again the city of nashville will be party town for new year's eve and we know that Jack Daniels Music City Midnight New Year's Eve in Nashville will be held as the 11th year that Music City has hosted this event. And Keith Urban will be a headline act again for this event called the Jack Daniels Music City Midnight New Year's Eve in Nashville. So you got Keith Urban participating. It also includes Amanda Shires of High Woman and her husband, jason isbell performing on new year's eve into new year's the show by the way if you've been wanting to see keith urban and others it's absolutely free and open to the public gates opening at four o'clock on december 31st and there'll be a traditional music note drop at midnight followed by fireworks and all this will be featured as part of nbc's new year's eve national broadcast if you're gonna plan on being in nashville for this event You'll be part of a big crowd, maybe not quite as big as Times Square in New York where the Apple drops, but where that music note drops and Music City come December 31st into January 1st. In Nashville, they expect between 175,000 and 200,000 souls on hand for this event. Of course, going back earlier in the year, Nashville hosted the 2019 NFL Draft and that brought in about 600,000 people. But that was stretched out over about three days. This is all on one day, which probably is about right. And they do it right. I, I give credit to Nashville. I was in Nashville in July 4th. I was walking downtown. And I might have been there right before the draft, too. And they already had the streets blocked off. They, they, they've got this huge event thing down there in Metro Nashville. And they can handle... Crowds of 200,000 plus, if need be. But yes, make your plans now. Get your hotel room. You might have to stay in a place like Jackson or way east in Cookville, Tennessee, if you want to go to this year's Jack Daniels Music City Midnight New Year's Eve in Nashville. More music news, more good stuff coming from Music City. Miranda Lambert will be on the road with her Wild Card Tour in support of her new album. It's her seventh studio album called Wild Card. And it comes out, hey, in just a few days on Friday of next week, November 1st. And the first single from the album, which is out on radio and doing pretty well, came out in July. It all comes out in the wash. And a really cool video of that song is available for you to view on YouTube. Directed by Trade Fanjoy, and fans will be familiar with many of the album tracks. As other tracks on this CD include "Locomotive," "Mess with My Head," "Bluebird," "Way Too Pretty for Prison," and how about this one? "Little Ones Cover Your Ears, 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 Pretty Bitchin." And all those songs previewed ahead of the album release. Miranda co-wrote all of the tracks on Wild Card. And there are already 27 scheduled stops on the Wild Card Tour that doesn't even kick off until january 16th and that's going to be in lee county mississippi i think it's at bancorp south arena they're in tupelo on january 16th the wild card tour miranda lambert it gets going and supporting acts on this tour include lanco cody johnson and the randy rogers band Miranda will be asking at this concert tour for fans to bring along dog food, treat supplies, and cash. Need that cold hard cash. And she'll be asking that at the interest of each of the venues of Wild Card Tour. The donations will support local animal shelters as part of Miranda Lambert's Mutt Nation, Fill the Little Red Wagon Foundation. Tour updates available at Miranda dot com. But if you want to help out the four legged friends of yours and those you don't even know, and you want to hear some great music from Miranda Lambert, the pride of Lindell, Texas, you can go see her in 2020 on the wild card tour. But if you can't wait until January to hear new Miranda Lambert music, well, you're in luck because Friday, November 1st, just a few days away. You can go check out the new album, Wild Card, which had that first single, It All Comes Out in the Wash. And that's your Miranda Lambert News. Hey, some good news for the entire music industry. According to a report in Billboard's Country Update this week, a recent Goldman Sachs study predicted that the music business is going to grow from $62 billion, as it was in 2017, to get this. In 2030, only 11 years from now, it's going to more than double to $131 billion. The publishing sector revenue is likely to balloon from $6 billion a year to almost $13 billion, which means it's an advantageous time for all new musicians. Now, much of the optimism seems to be spurred by the MMA, and that's the Music Modernization Act Act, which is set to begin making a difference next year in 2020. The Music Modernization Act, it it updates outdated U.S. copyright and publishing laws, For the digital age that we live in. The MMA updates outdated US copyright and publishing laws for the digital age that we now find ourselves in. It also creates better ways for artists to get paid, simplifies complex processes, it closes crucial loopholes, and it also provides copyright protection for key players all as part of the mma and i remember in 2018 midway through i think it was that's when you saw president trump sign this into law in the oval office and you had tennessee senators like I think Lamar Alexander was there, but you had a – I think she was still a congresswoman, but running for Senate. Marsha Blackburn was a big player in this, also a U.S. senator now from the state of Tennessee. She was very, very instrumental in getting this thing through, which I think it actually passed in Congress unanimously. How many times does a piece of legislation go before Congress and gets passed unanimously well that's what happened with the music modernization act who who wants to go against musicians now nobody we've got more headlines from the music biz to tell you about after the break you don't want to miss it as we go to break we've got a trivia question that we want to ask and that is what is the connection between journalist hazel smith who we lost a couple of years ago what's the connection between this north carolinian and country artists such as willie nelson waylon jennings and merle haggard there is a common thread and we'll tell you what that is after the break as the nashville music line without precious but with yours truly john Rawl, continues after the break
4: A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 9999. That's promo code 9999 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now.
5: Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. Now, you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table primatine mist starts working quickly opening up your airways to restore free breathing for temporary relief of mild symptoms of
1: intermittent asthma
5: use primatine mist and breathe easy again available at cbs rite aid and
1: walgreens use as directed credit products are issued by webbank member fdic rates and terms vary based on credit history amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion offer valid for loan products 90 days after today other restrictions apply see website for details how do i feel awesome
4: like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders.
6: Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant and I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me.
4: Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment?
6: Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252.
1: Hi, I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear. filling in for Smokey, cause after 75 years of...
6: Only you can prevent wildfires.
1: Turns out there's much more to say. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless. Dumping our used barbecue coals willy-nilly. Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. That's why I respect Mother Nature and her trees. Whether coniferous or new car scented. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council.
2: Well, that'll be the day When you say goodbye
6: That'll be the day When you make me cry You say you're gonna leave me You know it's a lie Cause that'll be the day When I die Well, that'll be the day
0: was a big crossover hit right there and a remake of a rock and roll standard this is the y'all show john Rawl. we don't have precious harris she's still recovering from a busy tuesday night on music row but this is the nashville music line and that song right there it was from the number one country album hasten down the wind and it was the number one album on this day in october of 1976 for Linda Ronstadt. And this was Linda's third consecutive million selling album, making her the first female artist to ever achieve that. Remember back in those days, females, they just didn't sell. And that song there, That'll Be the Day from Hasten Down the Wind from Linda Ronstadt, who went on to have a couple of good solo songs that got a lot of attention in country. But man, she also teamed up with people like Lou Harris and Dolly Parton and had great songs. And I don't know if y'all saw recently, there was an article where they tracked her down out in California and she's had some real health problems through the years. I'm thinking she's got Parkinson's. I think I'm right on that. Go look her up. And she's pretty much a hermit from what the article says. She can still talk and do a few things, but she's pretty much living in seclusion along with her family. I think she's got a couple of kids that she does have a relationship with. But Linda Ronstadt had that number one album, Hasten Down the Wind, back in 1976. In 2011, on this date, American Idol winner Scotty McCreary's debut album, Clear as Day, it topped the country album charts. Congratulations to that North Carolinian with that feat. Now, speaking of North Carolina, we've got a trivia question we've got to a- answer that we ask going into the break about a native North Carolinian that passed away in 2018 at the age of 83. And she wasn't a singer. But she was pretty well known in the music business because she was a country music journalist. And she also had a very, very thick southern accent. And she was from Caswell County in North Carolina. That's Yanceyville, sort of on the Virginia line, not all that far from Mount Airy, Andy Griffith's hometown. But Hazel Smith is who we're talking about. And the question we want to ask here in our trivia question. What is the connection between Hazel Smith, who was a country music journalist, and country artists such as Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, and Merle Haggard? Well, that's the connection is Hazel Smith is credited with coining the phrase outlaw country to describe the genre of music and songwriting that people like Willie, Waylon, Merle and Chris Christopherson don't want to leave him out as they had that great movement, especially back in the 70s when you had people like Linda Ronstadt singing that'll be the day that outlaw country movement, especially led by Willie and Waylon. Was big, and Hazel Smith is the person credited with coming up with that phrase. And that is a pretty neat thing to learn here on this Nashville Music Line report. All right, back to more headlines from across the industry. And we want to let you know about Kane Brown. Did you realize that one of his bandmates was killed in a car crash in Rutherford County the other day? He got very, very emotional. At a recent event in Nashville, and and all that was on social media, Kane Brown. And we also have some other Kane Brown information to pass along. His day to day manager is Nikki Boone, who started out on her track to that position by throwing a football into a giant Dr. Pepper can as she had heard that there would be a contest at halftime of the SEC football championship. And this was at the 2010 SEC football championship, Auburn versus south carolina by the way of which auburn won and went on to won the national championship but she really wanted to go to belmont university in nashville or mtsu to study music business but she couldn't afford the tuition so what did nikki boone do she entered this contest and she was awarded a cash prize and her dad built her a replica of the giant can and she practiced continuously until she could often score 10 out of 10 And on the actual contest on national TV, she scored seven out of 10 throws, achieving the highest score, and won the prize, which was $123,000, and that allowed Nikki Boone, again, Kane Brown's manager, to enroll at Belmont University on Music Row. She she actually later transferred to Middle Tennessee State, and after she got an internship at the Academy of Country Music, she was hired by EFG Management, where she's now Kane Brown's day-to-day manager. And thanks to that can of Dr. Pepper and all the determination she had and help from her dear old dad to help throw those footballs. And by the way, this is an annual thing. If you ever watch the SEC Championship, the Big 12 does it and the ACC all on that same day, early December. They have the halftime show of the people throwing these big footballs in the Dr. Pepper cans, and I didn't realize you could win that kind of money. Hey, somebody needs to get me a football right now and see what uh, what yours truly can do. But maybe you need to be, be to the punch, and you can go out and win big-time money thanks to Dr. Pepper. All right, let's talk a little bit more Kane Brown if you don't mind. And this is information shared to us with from Precious. If there's a rap Mount Rushmore of country music who should be on it, that question was in the Tennesseean newspaper the other day and it was asked of some of today's country artists. Kane Brown, his Mount Rushmore would be Keith Whitley. Ain't gonna fight you there, brother. Kenny Chesney and Randy Travis. I'm not sure Kenny belongs up there, but that's what Kane Brown said. Midland, great band. They they came up with George Jones, absolutely. George Strait, absolutely. Willie Nelson, absolutely. Gary Stewart. Hey, here's a guy who doesn't get a lot of praise. Waylon Jennings and Keith Whitley. There's another Keith Whitley up on Mount Rushmore for country music. How about Gary Laveau of Rascal Flats? He jokingly suggested that it should be the three members of Rascal Flats. Come on, Gary. You wise guy. Plus Garth Brooks. He added that in there, too, because if you know anything about Mount Rushmore, they do have four people up there carved up in the mountain. But he went on to to change his deal. The Tennessean Cindy Watts nominated Garth Brooks, Travis Strick, Clint Black, and Alan Jackson, calling them the class of 1989, and that was a great class. And Travis Strick, yeah, you came out there at the end. Clint Black, Alan Jackson, and more, and yeah, that would be a good Mount Rushmore of just that one year. But yes, the, what a good question. What a good who was on your Mount Rushmore? of country music greats speaking of garth brooks he's going to receive the library of congress gershwin prize for popular song at a tribute concert in march of 2020 that event will air nationwide on pbs that spring he's being recognized as a performer songwriter and humanitarian who has brought many new fans into the world of country music also has elevated the genre into a national anthem of the american people garth brooks the youngest recipient of the prize he joins previous honorees that include willie nelson stevie Wonder, sir paul mccartney carol king billy joel and tony bennett my question is what is paul mccartney doing getting an american award the gershwin prize for popular song (laughs) i don't get it okay maybe he's an american citizen but i don't think he is but congratulations to Garth. He's certainly one of our own, a good Oklahoman, a good Okie, and he's getting awarded there in March of 2020 in our nation's capital from the Library of Congress with the Gershwin Prize Prize popular song and that is a quick look at all things country music again thank you to precious harris for helping me get some of this stuff arranged so i can share it with you and understandably she had a late night not able to connect with her today but we hope to have her smiling face and very lovely voice on with us on next wednesday's y'all show for her nashville music line report by the way precious is the author of i know country with 366 daily country music questions and answers and you can buy and instantly download your ebook copy of that at inocountry.com. And she's also a music career development consultant with the emphasis on new and aspiring artists and songwriters. You go to the website collegeofsongology.com for more, or go to her blog, nashvillemusicline.com. Precious is also available with her national music line on the great pages of Y'all. Dot com. As we wrap up, a very special birthday today in country music to Dwight Yoakam, as he's now 63 years young today. Also, Jimmy Wayne, he's now 47 today. Happy birthday to all. Mark Miller of Sawyer Brown has a birthday come Friday, and Keith Urban has a birthday this weekend. That's your Nashville Music Line, and that is your Wednesday, y'all. Thank you very much for listening to the All Southern Show. We'll be back here on Thursday with a whole new show, SEC News and more. Until that time, have a great rest of y'all's day. This is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent.
2: And now for an important announcement. Do you, or does someone you know, sweat the bed? Do you ever wake up feeling like you've been sleeping on a slip and slide? Sweating the bed is a serious but a common problem that affects your sleep, health, and happiness. Plus, it's just plain gross. But it's not you, it's your mattress. Try the Purple Mattress risk-free for 100 nights and never sweat the bed again. And for a limited time, pick a free Purple product with your mattress purchase by texting AWESOME to 84888. The coolest sleep of your life and a free Purple product by texting AWESOME to 84888. That's A-W-E-S-O-M-E to 84888.
4: This is a cow, a cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 9999. That's promo code 9999 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now.